Blog Talk Radio. Are you excited by your life, by the possibilities that are open to you every day, or are you still waiting for your real life to start? You think things will just happen to you, opportunities will just create itself. Well, it doesn't. Get ready. Some people will tell you they have all the answers, but very rarely. There's someone who knows you hold the answers. You create through the four important ingredients, mind, body, spirit, and social. A lot of people talk about mind, body, and spirit, and they forget about the social. Believe me, that is a very important key ingredient. Finding and releasing the gold mine that is within us to use our inner tools to achieve personal and financial success. Your life is a masterpiece that you create a stroke at a time. It's time to jumpstart your life with Silva. Now, here's your host, Silva. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Turning Ideas into Profit Show. I'm your host, Silva. I can't think of a better way to jumpstart in your life than turning your dreams into reality. And if it is something that you are passionate about, believe me, from my own experiences, I know that profits will soon follow. My guest today... She's just an amazing young lady. I was just so impressed when I read her story. And then I realized that she was only nine years old. My God, how many people do you know nine years old are thinking already of creating something, turning an idea? How, I guess she didn't even know that, how successful it was going to be. Her name is Leanna Archer. She, as I said, she is the youngest person, actually, to ever ring the NASDAQ stock market opening bell. At the tender age of nine years old, Leanna became the CEO of her own hair product line, Leanna Inc., with her great-grandmother's secret recipe. How did it all happen? Well, let's meet Leanne and find out directly from her how, at nine years old, she got this idea to start a business, and profit soon followed. Hello, Leanna. Are you there? Hi, Silva. How are you? I'm fantastic. I am so glad that you have time to uh, talk with us today in my audience. Well, thank you so much for having me. So, tell me, how did you get this idea at nine years old? Um, well... I actually, the idea sparked me um, a little bit earlier than nine. Um, wow. Because I've, we just had this um, hair product in the family um, for generations and generations, and this was a product that was used on me, uh, made by my great-grandmother, um, from as long as I can remember. And growing up, this was the product that I used and the product that I loved, and um, I guess I started putting pieces together when I noticed so many people were, you know, curious as to what kind of products I was using. So um, to me, I saw that as a marketing opportunity. You know, I saw that as I have a product that's not available on the market. People actually want to use it. Um, I'm, so I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. One second. Hold on. I hate to interrupt you right there. This is it. Nine-year-old, you thought of this? Yes. Wow. Please continue. <laughs> I'm just so in awe. I mean, it's just such a wonderful thing. Uh, I just love, it. especially for little girls. I love them to hear your story. So go ahead. I, I won't interrupt you anymore. Go ahead. <laughs> no problem. 
Oh, well, from that point, um, it became a matter of, okay, how do I make this product available? And so originally I had proposed the idea to my mom and said, you know, we've been we've all been using this product forever, and this is a recipe that, you know, that's been passed down throughout our family for three generations. Why doesn't one of you guys sell a product? Because... People actually want to try it. They want to know where to buy it, and I can't give them an answer because I know it's only exclusive to us. And so um, although my mom thought it was a good idea, she was already working a full-time job, um, and she was raising me and my two brothers, and she didn't think it was, I guess, the right time for her to pursue a business venture. You know, we don't really have any business people in our family and or business owners, and it wasn't something that she was familiar with. So she definitely wasn't willing to just jump in head on on it at the time. So she told me that when I grow up and I go to college, if I decide that I still want to pursue business, that this would be the perfect opportunity for me to do so. So I sat on it for a little bit and... Um, People still kept asking, you know, have you found a way to get us some other products? And and so I just wanted to make the product available. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but people wanted it, and I had to give it to them. And that's really how, you know, Leanna's Inc. was created. Was it just one product? Was it something to make your hair smoother or straight? What was it? What was the one product? Um, the original product was the hairdressing. That was the product that was made by my great-grandmother. And um, it's basically a, it's like a hair balm that is, um, you know, infused with avocado and hibiscus oils and almond oils, all natural oils um, from Haiti. And this product was used in my hair, you know, for styling, for promoting hair growth, for keeping my hair hydrated, and, and that's what it was. So now that you went ahead, how did you go from having that idea and then actually manufacturing it? How did that happen? Um, well, at first, I didn't know how to make the product myself. So I um, I would just, this product was made, you know, fairly often, like once a month by my great-grandmother and sent over, or when she was in town, she would make it right there in front of us. And um, I would just wait for everybody to take their share and kind of, scoop out the rest into my little brother's Gerber jars. And then when I had enough of them, I would just carry them in my book bag. And anybody who <laughs> asked about the product, I would say, there's nowhere you can get it, but here's some of what I use, and you can let me know what you think. And once I started doing that, everyone became hooked to the product. They wanted more of it. And so then the next time Grandma came to visit, I had her um, you know, teach me how to make the product. And then how did you go from selling it to your friends and associates to mass market? Well, it was really funny how it all happened. Um, I just had a couple of, you know, I've had a couple of people in in my area who used the product, not only friends in school, but, um, you know, neighbors. But when we'd have family barbecues, I would, you know, give them out to people. I know who were interested in the product. And, you know, once you start doing that, you 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 see the person that you're reaching directly, but mm-hmm. you don't know 
who the person you give the product to is going to reach out to. And, you know, six degrees of separation with everybody. Um, Mm. Somebody here on Long Island probably sent it out to their cousin in North Carolina, and then somebody they sent it out to their, you know, uncle or aunt in California. And before you knew it, we were getting orders all over the country. You know, it started from Long Island and then um, slowly into the whole state of New York, and it just spread from there. And where are you manufacturing them right now? Obviously, you started in your home first. Is it still in your home? Where are you doing it all now? As of right now, I'm still working out of home. Really? How impressive. (laughs) And so what about all the marketing? And Are you in any department stores, or are you just doing it through website sales? A majority of my sales are done online. Um, I'm hoping that uh, right now we're in the process of rebranding, and, uh, you know, the demand for the product is growing. So we want to bring it to mass production, and then when we're able to supply that demand, we will be um, trying to get into retail stores. Uh, But right now we sell online, and I have a couple of independent distributors along the East Coast um, and some on the West Coast and some in Europe. Interesting. And you are able to keep up with all the demands just doing it from home? Oh, sometimes they're a little bit more challenging than others, but for the most <laughs> part, <laughs> we are uh, definitely, we're, you know, we're, we're along for the ride and um, we're, we're able to supply that demand. Um, I guess over the year, with with time comes experience. So we tend to overstock on materials just in case, you know, there's a larger demand than anticipated. And mm-hmm. we, we always stay prepared. And when, you know, when I hit a television show or I'm in a magazine article and we're anticipating a lot more um, new people and a new audience to become aware of the product, that's when the whole family pulls together and, and we have this little assembly line thing going on in, in the basement of my house and, and we all work together to be able to reach that demand. So would you say this is your full-time work right now? Are you still studying or are you doing anything else or this is your full-time career, passion? Well, I've been doing this full-time for 10 years now, but um, I'm actually a sophomore in college and um, so I still go to school full time as well, and I'm I'm pursuing a political science degree right now. Interesting. Where would you like to see this business go? Um, I'll I'd like to see this business go as far as it'll take itself. You know, I mean, when I first started out, there was no way that I even expected to reach anybody outside of my neighborhood. Um, mm. But you know, I've I've learned that the company has a lot of potential. And um, and I've realized that it's, it's helping a great deal of people. You know, it's not only about, you know, making money and, you know, being the driving force behind the company, but it's also, you know, a need. And people people actually benefit from this product. So if I can get it into retail stores, that would be amazing. I think you just said something very important. I mean, I always believe that, you know, if you have an idea that you want to turn into a reality and make a profit out of it, it's always important. One of the first key questions to ask, is this prop, is this product actually going or the service 
going to fulfill or a gap or a hole or a need in our society right now. And if it is, then you move forward because you're enhancing somebody else's life. You're making just because it's making me feel better by using it. Then I'm sure there's other people probably in the same position. Um, right. Did you get over any? Did you have any doubts or fears? How did you overcome uh, your fears or doubts? Because this is one of the key points that holds most people back from moving forward on turning their dreams right. into reality. Right. I mean. In anything that you pursue, I'm sure I'm not the only one, you know, there's always a shroud of doubt. There's always some days that are a little bit harder than others where you doubt yourself or you struggle to, you know, resolve an issue or figure out how you're going to take the next step, you know, and and it's it's challenging. I, I just think that the most important thing um, when it comes to that is to not let it defeat you, you know, um, I just see obstacles as just another challenge, you know, and it's a challenge to myself to to find a way to work around it. And it's just, it's something that I, I just relate back to life, you know. In everything that you do, there's always a challenge. Um, I feel that you should just embrace it. And regardless of of how long it takes you or whether you're able to take a path or you're going to have to steer clear of that path and take a different path, as long as you keep at it, you know, all things will work out in your favor. Things become, um, they they don't work out in your favor when you give up on what you're trying to accomplish. So it's better to just keep moving forward and figure your way around it. And eventually, when the time is right, it will happen. I've often found that the challenges is is another way of it's like course correction. It sort of makes you rethink or look at something in a different perspective and maybe open another door that you didn't even think that it even existed. But working through the challenge seems to open up a whole new door for you. Uh, One of the other key important um, points for growing your business is obviously marketing. And a lot of people are great in creating a product, but they just they just suck at marketing. They just don't feel confident enough to go out there and sell their product. How did you address that issue? Um, well, to be honest with you, I've I've actually gone through a series of different different marketing tacti- tactics over the past couple of years. And uh, although I've never done any form of advertisement or marketing um, to date, there were ways that I tried to market the product and make it more aware in in my community and other communities. And um, in the very beginning, especially because I started out so young, it wasn't it wasn't really an accepted <laughs> an accepted thing at the time, you know. People, I've had people laugh in my face. I've had people, you know, mm. kind of, I guess, without realizing it, being a little bit um, condescending uh, towards my idea and 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 why I wanted to push the the product. Because nine year old entrepreneur, nobody that was unheard of at the time. I, nowadays, you see so many aspiring entrepreneurs. Um, at young ages, from all ages, from all different walks of life, and it's more accepted. But when I started back in 2005, it was really a challenge, you know, and um, and so I had to experiment with 
the different ways in marketing the product because sometimes face-to-face always wasn't the best for me. Um, but fortunately, at that time, <clears throat> the Internet was really starting to flourish, and I took, that, I took advantage of that. You know, not only did I use the Internet to my advantage and learn different marketing tactics from other entrepreneurs before me, um, I used it as a marketing tool. And to date, I still use it as a marketing tool. You know, um, with social media and, um, I guess, blogging and, you know, video sites, anything's possible. When it comes to marketing a product, you don't necessarily have to be the person um, you know, going face-to-face and trying to make a sale. You just have to make the the information available to your potential customers. And, you know, those who are interested will come find you. You know, you just uh, touched upon a couple of really key important um, issues there. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs, when they're uh, striding up in a new business, or even when they're even halfway through or they're coming up with a new idea, the two factors that being laughed at, you know, it's like when you're coming up with something that's not out there or something new, and people tend to be, like you use the word, condescending. And and I see that a lot, you know, when I'm working with other entrepreneurs who are trying to, I'm helping them start their own business. That's one of the things that I always hear from them. They are, are they hold back. They go, well, you know, I don't think the market is ready for me. Uh, is this product really necessary? And I thought, well, obviously, if you came up with it and you you think it's a great right. idea and it fits a need, why are you doubting it? If you doubt it, then everybody else is going to doubt it because they can see that right. on your face. So well, the most important it's important thing for an entrepreneur to do is to, regardless of anything, to be you know, be determined enough to stand by their product, you know, Absolutely. regardless of what it is. If, if you are selling me a product and you don't believe in your own product, I won't buy it because you made it and you don't believe in it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is such yeah. an important such an point, point right there. Right there. Yeah. And now and you... Now you you just touched you upon, the other, upon item. the other item. Am I echoing, Am I here? echoing here? No, I can hear you just what? fine. Perfect. Um, you touched um, upon you another touched item where you said you you use the internet and blogging and such. And I'm hearing that a lot where people are saying that it's it's key point of doing um, internet marketing. It's helping. Is that how you're able to get onto a lot of PR, free PR, so to speak, on magazines and such? Um, well, yeah, I'd like to think that the internet was the source of my success. You know, um, so many people use the internet on a daily basis and we're constantly connected to the Internet. Even when we're not necessarily physically on the Internet, we're connected to the Internet. And so it's not very hard to get a message out there. If you hit one person and intrigue one person enough to look into you, you can easily get your product, your story, yourself. You know, you can get yourself from a local kid in your neighborhood to their friend in Panama, you know, and you don't even know who you're reaching. Um, The Internet is such a powerful marketing tool nowadays. If you're not on it, then 
you know, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage against all the other entrepreneurs who are using it as a marketing tool. I agree with you. Uh, One other item that you also, I was reading about you is that the important part about making money is a wonderful thing, but you're also giving back. Right. How did that come about? Well, when I was 13 years old, a little shortly after um, I had rang the NASDAQ bell, um, I went to my my home country of Haiti for the first time since I was about, I guess, one one or two years old. So obviously I, did, I had no recollection of what the country was like or, you know, how it was like to be in that kind of an atmosphere. And um, I was actually going for a a business exposition. Um, it was basically an expo that highlights, you know, women businesses in the country and their contrib- contribution to the economy down there. Um, I went with the family. And though that was my, you know, my original purpose for going down to Haiti, uh, upon arriving there, I realized there was a lot of children who were my age, younger and older, who who weren't in school. They were, you know, in the streets and and they were, you know, begging for a chance, begging for money, begging for a way to get by. You know, it was it was really hard for me to be to see something like that because at that point in time I had already been doing what I've been doing for a couple of years and um to see that other kids just like me are unable to have such an opportunity just because they were born in a different environment than I was. It it was something that I felt needed to be addressed and, and something that needed to be done. You know, I wanted to I wanted to make them, at least give them a fighting chance and and an opportunity to better themselves and and pursue their dreams. You know, it's hard for somebody to pursue their dreams when they're too busy focusing on how to get food on the table for their families. So um, I took it upon myself to then start the Leanna Archer Education Foundation. And um, we currently have 200 children that we provide food, shelter, and an education for, and to also focus on their um, their vocational abilities and talents, and and help nurture that, and give them a chance to um, better their lives, their families, and and give themselves a better tomorrow. How often do you go back there? Go back there. Um, well, I go back to Haiti about, you know, three to four times a year. If I can, I go more. And um, when I'm not there, I do have a staff and family members down there that help maintain the the, um, the organization. Uh, you know, next time you go down there, please do let me know. And if I have the open uh, schedule, I would love to join you if if if. Okay. okay, I would love Absolutely. to donate um, dolls and uh, comic books and such because I have a foundation for children, and I would love to support your work. That would be amazing. No, yeah. really great. I, I, I have a soft touch when it comes to kids and animals. Definitely, I feel like you know you have we have to focus on today's youth because. These are the these are the people who are going to be in charge of our future. 
And if right. they're at they a are second the future generation, that's, that's only going to put us 10 steps back, you know, when it comes time for them to take over. Absolutely. Uh, I just created, we just released it at the Toy Fair in New York, uh, a doll, a talking doll, inspirational talking doll. So I want kids to keep hearing over and over again that they have all the talents and gifts to create their success. They just have to listen to their art and uh, believe in their dreams. That's amazing. And learn how to make it happen. That's important. Learn how to make it happen because education is important. Right. It definitely is, and it's it's something that, you know, when I travel and I give motivational speeches and I, I go to, you know, youth organizations and schools, these are one of the things that I stress, you know. I make it clear to them that, you know, though I've done quite a bit, I am still, you know, maintaining an education and and getting myself, you know, the pro- giving myself the proper tools to be able to push forward, you know, and, and I think I think education is one of the greatest tools that we can have that is often taken for granted. Absolutely. Uh, what is next uh, what is in next your life, in your, in your life, business and profession, business, uh, personal life? Well, as if I, I mentioned may before, <laughs> as I mentioned before, I am um, in the process of rebranding my company. Um, Leanna Zink is getting a new face, and hopefully by uh, June we'll be able to launch that. Uh, apart from that, um, we're going to be, you know, we're pushing to go into retail stores, and um, that hopefully the, they will be, we'll be able to make that announcement on our website the second it happens. And um, apart from that, I am continuing to, you know, travel and spread the word for up-and-coming youth who haven't gotten the message yet, you know, that, you know, you, it's, you're never too young to pursue whatever it is that you want to do. You know, I started at nine. Nowadays, there are kids who are starting even younger. I've, I've met, personally met at business expositions, five-year-old CEOs, and mm. it only goes mm. up from there. I And the only thing that that sets them apart from anybody else is that their tenacity and determination allowed them to say, put their foot down and say, you know, this is something I want to do, and they stuck to it. That's an important That's point. An important Again, point. Uh, Again, I mean, uh, every, I mean every, this whole conversation, whole conversation has had so many, so many nuggets of wisdom in there. In there. Uh, I just want to encourage my listeners to go back and re-listen back and re-listen because Leanna is sharing such simple tips. What I mean, it seems so simple when you've gone through it, but for somebody who is starting new, it's very fearful, and fear just stops you cold. But what you're sharing is it take a step. As long as you take a step forward, you know, face your challenges, walk through it, connect with people, and. Internet. Use the internet. It's right there. Right. Another thing that I want to I want to um, to make clear, if I may, um, please, please. I I've noticed, you know, a lot of I've met a lot of people over the past couple of years when I when I go and and I speak to groups, and often they tell me, you know, I've had a great idea and I've I've attempted to start it, but I failed. 
and and they said that that was the end of the line for them. Mm. Um, I want to to acknowledge the fact that I myself have had many failures in my journey, and I've always viewed failure as a part of success. If you don't, if you learn how not to do something, you're only one step ahead and one step closer to learning how to do something right. You know, for me, it's always been trial and error. Starting at nine years old, I've had no education in business whatsoever. I didn't know what it was to even be a CEO. I learned that when people started calling me one, you know, and and that's that's what it's all about. It's not about the failure. It's about what you do with that failure and how you use that as a stepping stone as opposed to a boulder. Um, and And... People need to realize that. A lot of people think that when they come to a failure, it means they're not good enough or they're not able to pursue the dream or the dream is too big. And and it's very that, important that, to see that as a stepping stone as opposed to a roadblock. That is an important, that is an important uh, there's a powerful um, way, a powerful to, end way to end this segment as, segment as we come to close the show, show that, that failure is failure just a stepping is stone. A stepping stone. Don't let it stop you. Learn from it. Get up and do something better. Thank you so much for joining me, Leanne. To learn more about Leanna, please visit www.leannashair.com. Thank you, Leanna. And I hope I see you soon. Most definitely. We'll be in touch. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye.